Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. This is uh, also the Buckeye Report here this week. It's Tuesday of Ohio State's bye week, and the Ohio State Buckeyes just finished visiting with us, at least on the coaching staff side, here at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Andrew Lind. You can support our show and our channel by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. We would certainly appreciate it if you supported us that way. Also, follow us on social media at BuckeyesNow underscore FN for Fan Nation. We are part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group. Um, look, a, a fun day, I think, uh, because there, there's not the pressure of game week for the coaches. So we got some answers that were maybe uh, even more lighthearted than usual. We talked to Ryan Day, defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, and then uh, two position coaches on the defensive line, Larry Johnson. Uh, and then we also visited with Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, in his first year at Ohio State. Ryan Day, uh, he's got a, a program here that's buzzing right now. They're certainly playing at a high level. Why don't we start maybe evaluating on the offensive side of the ball? He seems to be pretty pleased, and I think he is hopeful that uh, the guys that have been a little banged up to this point of the year are going to be back when they play Iowa. Yeah, I think that that, that pleased is definitely the right word to use because it, it means that they're not necessarily satisfied with everything that, that has gone on this season and know that you know there's room to improve in, in, in many areas. And yeah, just you know having this week off to to get everybody healthy and, and kind of give them you know that that you know that week from not hitting everybody that that they're used to and just getting getting everybody back you know is going to be a very important thing for the, the final stretch run of the season. Oh look. Marvin Harrison working out behind us. If you're listening to this afterward, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, he might be standing behind Andrew at the moment, but I promise you Marvin Harrison, just as Ryan Day had mentioned in the postgame press conference on Saturday, he said, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, he goes, I don't want to embarrass Marvin, but he's obviously got talent. But, but when you put in the extra work and you combine that with an elite skill set, mm -hmm. you get the kinds of results we've seen from him so far this year. And Ryan Day has pointed out that several times this year, he'll just be walking through the facility. And wouldn't you know it, Marvin's out here working sometimes by himself, sometimes with a teammate or two. Uh, he is setting an exceptionally high bar. Yeah, I mean, we obviously know where he gets it from because all you have to do is look at his namesake and see what his dad did in the NFL for, for many, many years. And, yeah, for him to be able to watch that happen and see what it took to be successful at the highest level, like he's obviously going to put – you know, for that same effort. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that you don't really see unless you're you're in this building because, you know, fans from the outside, they're not they're not given that, you know, behind the curtain view of what, what goes on in the Woody. But at the same time, like for him to be out here with nobody else around, it's not like he's doing it because we're, we're out here. He's doing it before we came out here and he's going to do it well after we leave. So, yeah, it's just a matter of, 
you know, him, him doing these things, knowing what it takes to be successful. And then that obviously translates to the field. That's fun because you look at a guy that plays that position and how often do you see at the NFL level that, that maybe some of the prima donnas in the NFL play wide receiver, you, you have a hard time teaching somebody the desire to work hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen so many Ohio state players have really high success when they go to the NFL because they learn the right work habits here. It starts before they get here. You got to recruit the right kind of yeah. kid. And these coaches have, have done a good job evaluating high school talent to know, hey, this is the kid that is going to work hard. Um, but once they get here and they have the resources, mm -hmm. you see the results you do on Saturdays because they're doing stuff like this. Yeah. And, you know, obviously adding Brian Hartline to that, who had a, a lengthy that career helps. in the NFL, you know, <laughs> he's also, you know, a testimony to that. And he can say, well, you know, not only in Marvin's case, did your dad have an, a long, successful career? You know, I also had a long, successful career. And, you know, then to show them and, and show them many different angles. It's not just his dad who's telling him these things. It's also his coach. And then he's also being able to take those things and apply them to the field and say, you know what? I have two people who are telling me exactly what I need to do. I better follow that. What do you think of Ryan Day's comments about how he wants to approach the bye this week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it kind of goes without saying that having a week off in the middle of the season is is important from a, a health standpoint. But then to also kind of say, hey, you know, there's areas that we need to improve and we should take this time, this extra week that we have to be prepared for those final six weeks. It's it's, it's kind of like Jim Knowles said about installing, you know, um, parts of the of the scheme as well. It's not something that you do immediately that week, but it's it's kind of a, a cumulative thing of throughout the season and, and building toward that. So I think the off or this off week is kind of that, that same mentality. I think there's got to be a, a challenging balance that these guys are striking because we saw last year and certainly in prior years what can happen if you slip up, mm -hmm. right? You you have to strike that balance of living in the moment, preparing for this opponent and making sure that you haven't left any stone unturned when you are scouting the team you're playing in T minus seven days. Mm -hmm. But to Jim Knowles point and to Justin Fry's point, you have to have an, an advanced eye of like, look, if, if all we're doing is putting things in for the game this week, we're probably not going to have a really high level of success. Yeah. You've got to put stuff in knowing that you might use it two weeks or three weeks down the line because it's got to be fresh in, in, not just people's memory, but the, the the understanding of that has to be a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, players are going to come back and say, "Look, coach, I don't I don't really like this blocking technique, or I'm not comfortable with how I'm supposed to do whatever I need to do on this defensive set." Um, so yeah, it's that's why it's a full team effort as a coaching staff to make sure they know what they're doing. Yeah, no, I mean I think that that just kind of goes back to the importance of fall camp and even even spring practice because you know you really want to get get that foundation set at that point and then you know kind of tweak things here here you know week to week based upon your opponents and those kind of things but really you know there's not much that you can add in terms of a, a three practices a week you know you have sunday to watch film you have monday the players get off tuesday you're in here wednesday you're in here thursday you're in here friday's a little bit lighter and it's like you know, how much are you really able to add in those three days of, of practice where you know it's more just about um more or less refining the edges, if you will, of what you learned in the offseason. I asked Jim Knowles about whether or not he's been able to observe his defense playing with a sense of freedom, uh, not a relaxed nature, because he's been really clear on what his goals are and what his expectations are. I'm sure he's not coaching this, but 
I wonder how much easier it can be to be a defensive player on a team that scores six or seven touchdowns a game, no matter who they're playing. And he even acknowledged, he goes, you know, look, it's almost my job to try to coach that out of them because I want them to be so locked in on the moment. But he goes, if I were a defensive player and knows, and I know my offense is going to score 40 points, it probably does take a little pressure off you. Yeah, but I think that, you know, on the, on the flip side of what I just said, I think that that's where those three days each week come in handy because you're going against that offense and it and you may not be challenged on a Saturday because it's going to be very difficult to challenge this team, you know, even even defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of saying, OK, well, you know, we have to have that mindset of every single down at zero zero. And I think that if they do that, then you're going to see those results. And that's why, you know, you'll see uh, the coaches on the sidelines being upset when, you know, there's a a critical third down conversion. Well, it's not critical when it's 49 to 20 or whatever, (laughs) but you know what I mean? It's just like that, that you have to have that mindset and carry that with you because when it is a critical situation, that's, that's really important. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So uh, I think that was one thing that Jim Knowles pointed to on third downs. He said, you know, look, we've done a pretty good job against the run this year. We've been pretty good on third downs, but those are areas where he said, if we're going to get to where we want to go, we've got to be even better and in flat out stopping the run and in third downs. And I, I don't disagree with him, but I don't know realistically how much better you can be is better a higher national ranking in certain categories. I I don't know if that's a fair assessment. It's, it's gotta be more of a statistical thing, but I mean, gosh, going into last week's game, I mean, opponents were converting 27% of their third downs and Michigan state was less than that. So it had to have gone down. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're getting off the field three out of four times on third down and giving the ball to that offense, you're not going to lose. Well, I, I, I get what he's saying, though, because it, it goes back to that mindset, though, of, like, you just want to be the best. And, I mean, ideally, like, what, what he wants is 100% getting off the yeah, field. Sure. Like, they're they're not – and he's not going to be happy until that. But, that I mean, that's a great mindset to have. And I do wonder if it maybe goes a little bit further, you know, uh, distance-wise, you know, if, if they're giving up a little bit more on short third downs, maybe, maybe he wants to be, you know, better in that aspect. But, yeah, I think, you know, it's just a refreshing mindset to, to see him have um, because – Really, you know, you want you want this defense to be as great as possible, and if 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 the defense has to carry the game one day, and and the offense just doesn't work for some for whatever reason, you know that that'll be a great problem to have. And it would be cool to see the defense give that same feeling to the offense, where if for whatever reason they sputter and they don't hit lots of the big plays that they've been hitting, 
for the offense to be able to say, hey, look, take a deep breath because the defense is playing really well today and we can, you know, we can withstand this. Yeah. And they're going to see that when they play, you know, teams at the end of the year. I, I don't know that Michigan's quite as good as they were last year, but they're a very quality team, especially Michigan's offensive line. I mm -hmm. think that's their real strength. J.J. McCarthy's a good quarterback. Blake Corum is a good running back. I, I don't think Ohio State is going to have the issues against Michigan uh, against Michigan's defense that they had last year, yeah. but they're they're a legitimate New Year's Six Bowl caliber team, um, and whoever you play beyond that, you know, look, this could potentially be a preview in two weeks here mm -hmm. of a Big Ten championship game if Iowa can figure it out at all because the West feels wide open. Iowa's defense is one of the best defensive units in the country. If they can get their offense to move the ball whatsoever they might find themselves back in indianapolis yeah i think the only issue with that though is that they already have two big 10 losses and if they lose this week that's three with you know five weeks to go that's a, even even with how illinois is playing right now i think that you know with them having the head-to-head too -head that kind of yep. gives them a little bit of a heads you know a little bit of an advantage there but really i think that we'll find out a lot about michigan and penn state both this weekend because they obviously go head-to-head -head and yeah i mean i think that you know it it it's easy for us to say right now that we don't expect Michigan to give them as big of a game as they did last year, but we weren't necessarily saying that even leading up to the Michigan game last year that we were sure. expecting that from them. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there are different things that, you know, their offensive line's playing well. McCarthy has the dual threat ability that, you know, Toledo's quarterback kind of gave him a little bit of issues with, and Corum is obviously playing really well too. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it, this is all obviously leading up to that game. Like nobody expects them to to lose before that. Even if Penn State happens to beat Michigan, you know, this week, obviously in two weeks, that you know that's going to be a really big game too. With Ohio State going on the road, I mean, luckily they're not going to have to play them at night. You know, so yeah, I think it's just like I said, it, it's really building toward that. And I think that it, when it gets to the Michigan game, you're going to have to see that defense, you know, make a play that you're like, okay, well, this is why they're winning the game. I don't have any official behind the scenes info on this, but I think you can probably bank on Ohio State, Penn State being a noon kick. It's it's a Saturday of what would be game two of the World Series televised by Fox. I'm pretty sure Fox has the first pick of games that week. They're going to pick that game, and I would have to think they're going to put it early enough in the day. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Buckeyes are going to have back-to-back -back noon kicks here if that helps you plan your Saturday. It's probably going to be the rest of the, the rest of the season, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect Northwestern to be a, a big noon but game. They've, but they've played night games against yeah. Northwestern before, which has left everybody scratching. Yeah, their so I'd I, say I especially know. I just think that, you know, with Ohio State not having – you know, they've only had one game on Fox so far this year. Right. And I think just the back half of the schedule, they're going to really want to put them in that time slot. <laughs> Gus and Joel for a long time almost felt like ohio state's home team announcers mm -hmm. they haven't done a game yet this year yeah. we're six games in we've seen we've seen uh, so been, fowler and herb street and holly road do three of the six they've been in ann arbor most of the games and yeah. obviously they'll be be up in ann arbor again for for penn state this weekend too yep looking forward to uh ohio state playing some meaningful games here in the second half of the year um let's talk real quick about the the defensive line coaches just your biggest takeaway from larry johnson and justin fry yeah, I thought it was interesting that he was asked today about who would, who was the alpha dog on the, on the defense, which we we've kind of seen Mike Hall become that. But then he said that he'd like to see them kind of run in a pack, which I thought was really interesting. And just that he doesn't want just one guy to be standing out. You know, we've we've seen that in the past. Everybody's like, oh, well, where's the Chase Young of this group? But at the same time, if you have five, six guys rotating in, becoming you know those alpha dogs each individually, like they're going to take over a game. 
And I, I think that, you know, from from just what Knowles had to say, I think, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, wanting to continue to improve and and get better in every single facet. And I think that if, if they keep doing that, this defense is really only going to get better. It's hard to pinpoint one particular guy that has really stuck out of the defensive line because for so many reasons they all have. I mean, Mike Hall seems like the obvious choice. He's having a monster season, and we talked preseason about wanting to see better interior defensive line play from them. But I think Zach Harrison's been almost a pleasant surprise this year. Zach's had a good career, but not an elite career, and he is certainly creeping up uh, as as an elite-level player with the way he's he's produced this year. Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo'au maybe don't have the stats to showcase, but – I mean, they get held on every single play and their ability to create so much chaos for an opposing offensive line, I think is part of the reason why the Buckeyes have been so good in the in the run defense mm-hmm. this year because they're blowing things up with the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and to me, Harrison is really a perfect example of this. And I kind of want to reference on Thursday night, we saw uh, the Colts and the Broncos play. And Baron Brown, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's football, so... <laughs> I mean, it's better than awful. Game. It's better than nothing. But, um, I mean, it's it's kind of like pizza. I mean, <laughs> I guess it, there's yeah. no such <laughs> thing as bad pizza. There's really no such thing as bad football. Fair enough. But Baron Browning, for example, was here for four years, and it never felt like he was able to really find a place on this defense. He wasn't put in good situations by whoever was the coordinator at the time. I know he had several different coordinators, um, but. Then he goes off to the NFL. They figure out, hey, he's a rusher, you know, and, and he was wrecking havoc on, on Thursday night before he had gotten injured. And I think the same thing kind of goes with Zach, too. It's like, you know, they didn't necessarily know how to use him. He always had the talent. He always had the abilities, but it wasn't like they weren't able to unlock whatever that, that Jim Knowles has unlocked in him. You know, just just the confidence, the playing freely, all that kind of stuff. And I just think that it really goes to show just just how good of a coach that Knowles is. He, uh, he's been awesome. He has certainly lived up to the hype, and he's done his job extremely well. The guys are responding well and, and seem to really like playing for him, which has been great. Uh, and a huge tip of the cap to Justin Fry and what he's done with this offensive line. He's got them playing really tough, and, and we're not just talking about truly actually overpowering a defensive lineman at the line of scrimmage on any given play but the ability to extend drives. He referenced a fourth and short that then turned into a long touchdown the next mm-hmm. play. He said, "I, you know, those are the things we're looking for when it comes to toughness. Um, Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones are having outstanding years. Um, and C.J. Stroud has been kept largely clean in the pocket. And right now, keeping him upright and giving him a chance to do his thing is the key to this offense. Yeah, and I think that he does a really good job of kind of designing everything to be about that individual player and just kind of the goal that the offensive line plays within the offense. You know, I think it's very easy to get overwhelmed as as an offensive lineman and say, okay, well, my job entails all of this. And I think if he and if he simplifies it and makes it very specific to what they have to do on each play, then that makes them better and it allows them to not have to necessarily think about, you know, oh, this the wide receiver's running this route, the running back's doing this. Like they're only worrying about what they're doing and moving their guy off the off the ball or blocking to keep CJ Stroud safe. So this is our last trip to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for the week. There are uh, no opportunities to speak to players this week because it's a bye week and they're giving everybody a chance to catch their breath, and that's just fine. Um, 
hopefully you'll have a good uh, a good week off too and and maybe you'll even enjoy that Penn State game against the team up north on Saturday, which will uh, give us an idea just who might be the bigger threat to the Ohio State Buckeyes coming up in the second half of the season. For Andrew Lind, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, we'd certainly appreciate it if you checked out BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest and greatest on the team. Okay, we'll see you real soon. Thanks for coming to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center with us, and uh, Ohio State will continue its preparations for Iowa, which is uh, about 12 days away here.